Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm doing well, Melissa. Pretty, How are you? Pretty good uh, football Sunday, huh? What do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a joy. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Welcome to Football Date Night. I'm Melissa Jacobs. That's Dave, the sad Bears fan. Yeah, sad, but, you know, a little bit numb to it all. Because it's really? this is the second Bears loss that I've I've just not watched at all. <laughs> so it's like, oh, whatever. They lost. Check the scoreboard. Go, you know. Uh, do some laundry or whatever. And I'm fine. Well, you, um, I just have to tell the audience, uh, thank you for listening, first of all. And, you know, we're doing this on the new, new-ish feed. So please, if you're not subscribing already, please subscribe and give us a good rating and all that jazz so we can continue to grow. We're actually, we've moved up. I think we're like number three on Google um, results if you type in football date night. Oh, we should so be number one. Are there but two other? Are there two there other? Are, date there's nights? some article. This <laughs> woman wrote. It's it's actually pretty mortifying and kind of goes against everything I stand for. You'll probably love it. It's a little bit sexual <laughs> in nature. Okay. About how to create the perfect date night for your football loving husband, like you know. So where's the sexual time? Basically, the husband sits on the couch and watches television, and then you call timeout for him, and you that's like a basic thing that you do in another room, and then there's like passenger. There's all these like quirky. Oh, things. I see. Yeah. So it's like a Cosmo, so like, you, like yeah. top 100 and ways maybe to you drive dress your man as, like, wild. Sexy referee or something. I okay. don't know. We're definitely not trying it, but um, we got to <laughs> we got to top this because it's mortifying and horrible for my gender. Just just the notion that. Like the man would be watching football. Oh, and then there was like, of course, food that she prepped involved and all of that. Cause, and I think she also cleaned the, yeah. like she cleaned the kitchen after making the dinner, which is goes against everything that our marriage stands for. Well, you know, I always tell people you are my tight end. Okay. So, um, let's talk about the six and 49 49ers. You didn't watch that game. Dave was, this was one of those where, you know, as we say, we're doing these shows when Dave watches enough football. But in this case, it was sort of like a tweener. And things are going south with the Bears to the point that we need to talk about it. But then Do there we was, really need to there talk was a, about it? There was a silver lining. I don't really to like to talk second. about the Bears on these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole drop. You have I the know. Packers fans like Pat Fitzmorris. Hey, Pat. Hey, Pat. And he's just like, I want to hear what miserable Bears fan. I mean, he yeah, likes he's gloating personally. right now. He's not gloating. I think he's a, you know, has sensitivities. But yeah. Yeah. A-Rod probably... is back. He's back. He is. I mean, he's still a dick, but he's back. <laughs> is he a, what is, Come on. He is. He's not a dick. He's, he's like a... one rung below Rob you know and the dickishness. I always wonder, like, I always wonder about his relationship with teammates. Um because you don't see him like Tom Brady with all of his weekly like, oh, here I am with my boys, Jules. Although that's actually not true because Aaron Rodgers does go to the Kentucky Derby with like teammates and backup quarterbacks. But he got the game ball today. He was. Ooh. Well, he had a perfect pass. No, I know. That he, if there's any time that he deserves a game ball, it'd be today. Don't, don't make fun of the game ball. The yeah, I mean, I mean, he's got an MVP, he's got a Super Bowl, like, is getting the game I, I realize that, but Matt LaFleur, you know, it was, the point being is it was a glimpse inside the locker room, and the coach looked 
very excited, as did all the players. It was, you know, like yeah. like you can tell when it's kind of like tepid applause, like, okay, cool, Ben Roethlisberger, great, you played well today. And yeah, you, you can had, see when yeah. there's like genuine yeah. joy. Yeah, like you really hustled or like you really came came back after they like, I'm thinking of like my eight-year-old baseball team, how you'd have to give the game ball to everyone. <laughs> right, week. I'm just saying everyone seemed gen, gen, genuinely elated for Aaron Rodgers' performance today, which was, I mean, it was perfect. Obviously, perfect passer rating. And he just kind of just showcased his bag of tricks. And he did it without Devontae Adams. So He's good. Thank you. I don't know. Your your division is uh, very interesting. I don't, know, I don't know if we can say the NFC North is the top division because all the teams in the NFC West, including now the, Car- or the Carolina, the Arizona Cardinals, are all 500 or better. That's crazy. That's crazy for the Cardinals to have the first round pick, and which usually means you don't have a very good team. Start a rookie quarterback, and now they're back to five hundred. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I'm I'm just kind of like talking to myself a little bit and telling Dave about football. He probably doesn't care about, <laughs> but it was really you know Kyle, Kyler Murray's obviously very intriguing to watch and the you know designs and all that kind of stuff. But like that offensive line in in Arizona is like. Really something. And I was telling you this before because I remember in the preseason when Kyler Murray had that just like stunning first performance and there people are like, oh, God, the next Patrick Mahomes is here. And then he was kind of like, yeah, whatever, like, you know, wait till I actually get some pressure on me. And he was sacked twice today against the Giants, but he's very well protected. And it's funny to me. It's like he almost seemed disappointed in the preseason. Like he wanted to be forced into, you know, right. rolling out, scrambling and all that stuff, like more than what is designed. But well, Good for Kyler Murray. On the other hand, Daniel Jones was sacked eight times. Ouch. So that's, yeah, usually a pretty good indicator of how things are going to go. Hmm. Danny Dimes, not don't sound too into the down. football, Dave. Not I mean, dropping down, just not dropping dimes, just dropping man, on the ground. Bringing yeah, the jokes. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to just like do the be the warm up act before we get to the main event here. Which okay. Which, which I would think you would want to avoid. What's the main event? Just the Niners? <laughs> it should be the main event. There's honestly, there's not much to say. It was nine to nothing. It was really. It was just a like slip and slide FedEx field just basically was slip and slide central. I mean, it was like amazing optics. The players doing belly slides at the end of the game. That's cool. It was, it was cool. I did see the footage of that. that yeah. Awesome. Go look, go like Google pictures people. Cause it's unbelievable. But like, how are, how are you like allowed to play in that with all the player safety concerns? And I know we play in snow and rain, but that's that field was just garbage. It was yeah. like playing in mud, basically. It was. Right. And there was a pretty heartfelt dedication by Kyle Shanahan after that game, too, in the locker room, right? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was showcasing whatever Daniel Snyder's vision of his field was, was, like, not adequate, obviously, like pretty much everything else he runs. And then Kyle Shanahan, who was very honest this week, was like, the only thing I liked about coaching in Washington was coaching with my dad and everything else was basically terrible. Um, so he wins and they, they win nine to nothing. They don't, you know, they don't score. The offense is Jimmy Garoppolo, some, you know, minor issues there. 
lot, lots of, you know, it was just a very sloppy game. I mean, the defense was great. Had to, had a, again, like a fourth down stop early on that completely set the tone and Washington was just stymied the rest of the game. But, you know, you would think a coach like Shanahan, I mean, they couldn't really get the run game going, you know, that much would be disappointed. You know, it's like a Belichick thing. He has a little of that going on where it's like, we haven't won anything yet. Like, if everything wasn't executed perfectly, I'm going to be a little sour. But he just had the biggest smile on his face when they won that game. Like, it was the biggest payback or just the biggest, like, vindication of his existence or something. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 undefeated. You just stomped on a terrible team. And right. you're, like, reveling but, like, in the... But, like, it's the team that fired you. Yeah, yeah. They're sitting there. They had to fire Jay Gruden. They're, they're having an interim coach. They're awful. You're just basically, like, middle-fingering them. And then he dedicates the ball to his, uh, as you were alluding to, like, 15 minutes ago. Yeah, Sorry. that's where I was going with it. I know, him. I know. I'm, I got the tangents going on. Um yeah, he well, well you you know, you you're the you're the you tease this whole thing. I should let you. Yeah, he dedicated he dedicated the game to or gave the game ball to his dad. Is that how it Yeah, worked? that's what George Kittle told a Niners reporter that he gave the game ball to his dad. There weren't, you know, there this isn't a quote, but basically gave it to to Mike Shanahan because he was treated like garbage. That's nice. It's good to hold on to those grudges. That's what you need in football, I think, I is to have it. those grudges. It's like the opposite of succession. It's like supporting, you oh, know, stepping yeah. up for your dad versus, exactly. you know, it's no spoilers, but no. that's not what happened in the <laughs> finale. Um, you just ruined it for all, all the all the people who like this podcast and haven't seen succession. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, everyone. So the, the Dallas... Philly game just ended you know we're back in that like once a year there's that period where the Cowboys skid and then Jason Garrett's on the hot seat and then it just dissipates you it's kind of like putting that that hot seat serum back in a bottle and then you're like (laughs) am I gonna put it on my um countertop or am I gonna like put it back in a shed or something I don't think we're to. I don't think we're doing that with Garrett. We're not putting him. I in mean, the they show. look good. I mean, they basically. Oh, I know. Took, they took control of the division with that win. They did. I mean, the Eagles had a lot of issues, but I mean, they they still made. I mean, they had a turnover. You know, they it wasn't like. You know they they have they still you know they have issues other issues in the secondary and. I feel like when people don't really talk about Carson Wentz. They should, because he's not that good. Right. I mean, but maybe that's it. Maybe you're just like, well, he's he's not terrible. He's not as bad as, say, Trubisky. <laughs> We're going there already. <laughs> no, I'm just, I mean, he's obviously a number one draft pick, and he had a lot of promise. Right. But maybe he's just kind and of they, destined to be a mediocre quarterback. Yeah, and they chose him over Nick Foles, which obviously I understand, but that was an option, It kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really, but it, you know, if you, the, your talent evaluation, and I'm not saying that Foles would be any better right now, but yeah, it's really disappointing. Um, all that, all that talent and it, it's, I don't know, do you think it's coaching? I just think f- football is so momentum based and, and these, the, the lifespan of a team, except for the Patriots, right, who are just <laughs> yeah, su- the sustained, sustained success. Total like, they're just cyclical. I mean, 
you're just never guaranteed for sustained success in the NFL. Look what's, look what's happening to the Chiefs, obviously. The Bears, I mean, everyone was picking the Bears to, like, go to the Super Bowl this year. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, And uh And, you know, the Eagles, everyone said they have so much talent. But there's so much more to make a good football team than just, you know, the talent on paper. It's not a fantasy football team. It's I've heard. It's not it's different. It's it feels different. like fantasy football. Cause it's all we yeah. freaking hear about in our house <laughs> from our eight-year-old, who luckily has won two games in a row. Thank God he's not screaming yeah. at me every morning for ruining his life. Well, you are giving some good tips, and I think uh, you're getting some expert advice. Oh, uh, are, are you? Wait, no, go, please run with it. Dave is being a oh, that was an amazing segue. <laughs> what? I mean, this guy. Uh, this, this guy. guy. <laughs> Your partner, <laughs> Pat. Pat, the 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 lucky uh, Packers fan. Uh, he, uh, Pat Morris. <laughs> he was lucky your, on Monday, your podcasting partner and your uh, partner has started a new uh, Patreon account where he'll give you expert insider fantasy tips and has basically turned around our son's. Uh, it's true. Son's I think <laughs> I was his first subscriber because that's twelve dollars. I think we've ever spent. Yeah. Just, so no, it's great. It's it just he just started it a couple weeks ago, namely because he is constantly feeling questions or had been for years on Twitter and it just got to be too much and um, he wanted to kind of be able to give deeper advice to people so he set up a Patreon service so you can come in at you know a smaller price point and still get his waiver tips and and that's actually what helped us is he told us a week before um, Hunter Henry well it seemed like Hunter Henry was going to be back this week but then he was back last week you know hey before he's the hot guy on the waiver you know hint hint everyone should pick him up well we did for like a dollar and you know I mean how many people out there have good tight ends not you know a lot please don't make a dumb joke right now Dave I can see your face I, got um, nothing. I don't know good. what you're talking about uh, but yeah and then he two weeks in a row has been like I mean, he's already probably establishing himself as like a top five tight end. So long winded way to say there's that. And then there's a personalized service. Are you laughing at my long winded? I don't know. Yeah, just long winded. You're a little long winded tonight. That's okay. You're doing good. It's because I'm not really contributing. Exactly. Much. <laughs> so you kind of feel like you have to talk. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to give the proper lay of the land for those that are intrigued. Um, no, but he has a a higher tier and it's personalized service. So you can literally email him like, Any you know, hour of the day. I own Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> and David Montgomery and Eddie Pinheiro and the bears have no offense anymore. So Pat, what do I do? Right. <laughs> Don't <laughs> make up supposed a bears to have an offense. Player. They have none. Please yeah. help me. Yeah. So maybe you- Matt Nagy can, could uh, email him for some tips. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Please. Um, Who should I pick up on waivers <laughs> for an actual team? <laughs> yep, right, right. So, just really quick before we transition to the to the back to the NFC North, your favorite. Place. Oh, really? We have to talk about it. Oh. We, we're, we, come on, people! Right. I guarantee you, there's at least like ten people listening that are doing it just because. I mean, I'm teasing it as you're the Bears fan. No, I know, we're not talk I know, about it's fine. No, we're ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to take my medicine. But I was just gonna say it was really interesting. Um, before the Eagles Cowboys game, they had a stat on NBC that was like, teams that are four and three at this point make the playoffs like fifty-seven percent of the time, and teams that are three and four make it like. 32 percent. Isn't that interesting? Doesn't that seem like a, a big 
span for so, not it's for a like being inflection a point, as they say. Wow, you should see his face right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most poignant <laughs> thing. That's what it is. Okay. Well, in any event, I guess the Cowboys, I mean, everyone else in, in the NFC East is un, is below 500 now. I mean, it's not, not, it's a, not a good division. I it's think not that's, a good division. I mean, the tra- there's still, you know, a week before the trade deadline. I, I, you know, I don't know what is going to happen, but I do think, yeah, I mean, I, I do think Carson Wentz is just too, like, tentative. And there, you know, there's that DeMarcus Lawrence strip sack. And and my first instinct, I, I do this a lot on these things, is like, how do you not feel him right there? Like, how do you let him strip you? Like, why? How do you not just like, you know, form the ball on the ground like immediately? But then it is very fast in real time. Like it's, but still, yeah. Like, I just, I, I feel like you just don't see that happen with like Aaron Rodgers. Just more, just that right. they have that more. They'll get sacked, but they don't get strip sacked. Like they know either when to throw the ball yeah. away or when to. Yeah. And that scares me when you have a quarterback who's just holding on too long. Especially yeah. one like that. Like Baker Mayfield does that, but he's always like and I know always I can make a play. And Carson Wentz, most quarterbacks I'm sure have that mentality, but you know, he doesn't have the physical tools of Baker to yeah, he just doesn't. He doesn't seem that mobile in the pocket. Exactly, he's lost some mobility. Oh, completely, completely. And that, that, that's a huge part of. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll see the Cowboys in the playoffs, and then this time next year we'll be back to the Jason Garrett hot seat. Um, also, Atlanta. I've, I'm not going to talk about the Falcons for more than one line, but like you got to do something about your team. Yeah, I mean yeah. The, the Dan Quinn. I, I think he's tremendous. There's um, so many bad. Not teams. as a coach, but like yeah. as a, at one point as a coach but not now, and that team just needs a change so badly. Isn't there, like, aren't there, like, 10 teams in the NFL this year? It seems like they're just trash. I mean, the Redskins, the Dolphins, the Bengals. The last last, um, column I did for the Guardian. Oh, I I should probably read some of that. (laughs) Yeah, you think? Good good thought, Dave. (laughs) Good original thought. Um, Yeah, what are you saying? The Bengals? No, the Dolphins, the Redskins, the Bengals, the Chargers. I mean, you could probably throw the Giants in there. I mean, yeah, the Falcons, uh, the Falcons, the Bucks, the Bucks. I yeah. would put the Bucks there at this point. Um, and you know the Steelers, the the Browns. The Steelers. You put the, yeah. I don't know, haven't they rattled off a couple wins? One no. win. Oh, oh, really? Just one win? Yeah, just one win. <laughs> All right, maybe. Um, and then I don't know. What do we do about the Chicago Bears? What category are they in? Yeah, you know what this game reminded me of? The Rex Grossman years. The Mark Tressman years. Like, how do you how do you get blown out after a bye? Not only after yeah. a bye, when the other team is missing like their three best players, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, just a really pathetic performance all the way around. And it was one of those games where, you know, they had the block punt to start off. They had, you know, Anthony Miller had a fumble. David Montgomery had a fumble. Um, but they just, like, didn't look like they came to play. I mean, Bridgewater just had clean pockets the whole time. I mean, do the Saints have some awesome offensive line that I – don't really I think know about. They have a good offensive line for sure. I mean, they're, I mean, their secondary, it's their defense that's really been, you know, getting yeah. it done. Obviously, Camaro wasn't there has been 
a big part in Teddy Bridgewater while he's not Drew Brees has is probably yeah. the best backup just, quarterback. I mean, I thought, you know, we've been talking about this great Bears, you know, pass rush and defensive yeah. line. They didn't get any pressure on Bridgewater all all game and then yeah, I mean the offense the, Are they missing the, the Bears too much. I mean, I thought yeah, they, that, I thought they had the depth to kind they, of like yeah, compensate for I did too. I did too. I mean, they got some issues with like Roquan Smith has some odd personal issue that seems to be affecting right. his play. Um, but I mean, it's just the offense. The offense is abysmal. I mean, it's it's one of the worst offenses in the NFL. People seem to have figured out Nagy's bag of tricks. The Bears have one good offensive player, Allen Robinson. Right. That's it. And then th- what about Montgomery? A, like what? Like well, no. Well, the whatever. Bear, the, Bears the Bears ran had ten 17 times. Seventeen rushing yards in this yeah. game. Seventeen rushing yards. Yeah. How is that even possible? And you know, and I kind of, I kind of understand why they're not running. First, they were behind. Second of all, their offensive line is again one of the worst in the NFL. Yeah. I and mean, Kyle Long, who is their you know perennial Pro Bowler, just went on IR. He's basically done there. They just their offensive line is is not getting it done in pass protection. I mean, there was there were a number of times that Trubisky went back to pass today, and it was just like a jailbreak. You know, you can't you can't really fault him for like not getting out of pressure when like four guys are chasing him and his blockers are standing there. So, um, of course, he's not doing himself any favors by actually hitting his man when you know when he does have time to pass but well I it's said, just not a good team yeah. it's just not a good team but I mean, he's that's really a problem like he's really i don't see the path to improvement i just don't no because it's 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 a it's not like footwork it's like general field vision and smart like just 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 decision just just decision making i mean i wonder if i wonder if Nagy pushed him too hard you know he's supposed to have this like playbook that's got you know the one of the biggest playbooks out there and trying to make trubisky do too much until he was ready and kind of it almost looks like trying to fit trubisky into whatever Nagy's system is right might be making things too complicated is taking away sort of his natural instincts because trubisky has really good instincts. I mean, last year he was the most effective runner of the football, like, you know, the ESPN QBR or whatever. Like, it wasn't running, like, design runs, but it was, you know, any time a play broke down, he would scramble. He would sometimes make awesome throws, yeah, but then sometimes he would run. Yeah, it's not happening. He's There's just, like, was it's, he like, told not to do that? too much I mean, going on. I, who knows? But it's just, like, too much going on in his head. You know, I think he's starting to become very self-conscious about his limitations. And he's yeah. kind of playing afraid a little bit. Yeah, completely. And obviously, you know, hopefully you always say you can drown out the noise, but it's so hard, especially, you know, he's a millennial or whatever that's on, I assume, like other forms that like TikTok or, you know, Insta. Like there's no way to just completely ignore it. Like you, I, I feel like that's not, whenever an athlete's just like, I never read the news or I never read the, the the stuff like there's still hard to like you still know what the narrative is out there yeah and he went into the season with all this expectations that created this burden you know if you're whatever um Murray or you're Danny Dimes or whatever and you just kind of you know like what's the worst can happen let's just like throw yeah. them out there see how they do and um, well, Daniel, I wouldn't put Danny Dimes in that category. I mean, he's like a first-round quarterback. You know, he's like the franchise. 
of the. I, mean, I know, but I'm just saying the team is bad. Like the, the point is oh, that that Trubisky. I mean, and he kind of had that his first year, but he had John Fox as a coach, which was kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but, like, since then, the next year, they were awesome last year, the Bears, and they sort of got exactly what they could out of Trubisky to win. And then it was like, this year, okay, we have the defense. Now you, Trubisky, need to make the leap. You were, you know, he was a pro bowler last year, right? Because. I mean, he wasn't a first. Like, no, he yeah. was like the alternate when they yeah. all start dropping. But out. he was a. He was a. That doesn't was count. A, I'm sorry. He was a serviceable quarterback sure. last year. Everyone was like, "This year, you need to make the leap." It created all this expectation. He's regressed. There's a big problem in Chicago. I mean, you can. It's not going well. It's not going well. I know. I remember. I Well, you know. I don't even know where the book is now, but I listened to an interview with Trubisky at training camp on, like, I don't know, the fan, I guess. And he was talking about not putting too much pressure on himself and the desire for incremental change. And that was Ryan Pace's, like, big mantra with him, just incremental progress, just very just small, step by step, right? And I guess he had Trubisky and maybe the whole team read this book called Legacy that was all about the all blacks, um, that new, the New Zealand rugby yeah. team that's like, I guess, according to Trubisky, like the best um, sports franchise like in the history of all sports. Um, and then he said he, he read it and he was just, he was feeling so confident in his ability to just like prove just a little bit and I actually bought the book because I was like oh well Dave only reads his iPhone but like maybe he would actually read this book if you knew that you know if, if you knew that like Khalil Mack was reading it thought maybe you would but yeah, no. it's it's dusty now <laughs> no, I'm not very motivated to read it after seeing Trubisky not making any well you know maybe Trubisky it. is in the rock sport he should be playing rugby because all you have to do is throw it backwards <laughs> That might be his sport. He's Mrs. Calling. Good point. Good point. Um, okay. Well, I don't have, I mean, I don't really, did you watch, you don't really watch anything else, right? I mean, there were, there nope. were, there were a bunch of officiating <laughs> issues. Again. No. Not like there were Detroit, officiating problems? Not like Detroit Get out Green of here. Bay. Stop the press. I'm just like, is there anything else I need to tell you? I mean, yeah, there's games that. You know, and it, I don't. I feel like we don't know. We know Green Bay is good. We know Aaron Rodgers is good. I mean, uh, is there? I don't. I feel like we didn't learn. You know, anything like definitively. I know it's only week seven. Do you like the Raven? I mean, the Ravens beating the Seahawks. That was that was fun because uh, know, yeah, that was fun. Ravens. NFC West, baby, for, 49ers. Yeah, here, here I, got, I got three teams for you. Two-game right? lead over the Seahawks. What do you make of these three teams who all had great performances today? Are either, are any of them real contenders? The Ravens? Look at you playing host. I, I like know. It. Well, you're the expert. I can at least be the host. Uh, the <laughs> Ravens, the Colts, and the Vikings. Are okay. any of those teams contenders? Yeah, all of them are. Okay. Um, I think by product of their division, first of all, you mean like okay, the Ravens because well, they show, they well, all show flashes of right. being good. Well, the and Colts then they go and the, back well, and the Colts and the Ravens just a matter of, like, are you asking could they potentially beat the Patriots? Because that's the question, right? In the AFC, because the Patriots are just like next. Yeah, level. but I mean, I wouldn't necessarily count out the Texans. Like, I'm just saying, are yeah. those are those you gonna? Yeah, give I them mean, their divisions now. I think the Ravens are very well coached. I think Lamar Jackson is. 
plays with no fear and and is just so electrifying, explosive. I think there's really the, – the Ravens had secondary issues, and now they seem to have improved. I mean, they played great today. Um, yeah, I do. And, I mean, that team is I, – I know – I mean, well, even Lamar Jackson, like there's a lot of playoff experience on that team, and that does count once you're there. So, yes, they are legit. Minnesota – I mean, the, the NFC is still so hard to take out. I mean, obviously no one's going to win in, in Levi's stiff, you know, a three-quarter no, full. Obviously no one's going to win have, in a three-way like three-quarter Such ball. a raucous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when people, like, all get out and do their uh, social media at the same time and, like, harness the power of the Wi-Fi there, it's pretty good. It is It is fantastic. I've never Great had a Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. No. I've never had Wi-Fi issues. It's, yep. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but it is amazing that we live in the Bay Area and we have like spots where the phones don't work or something. I'm like, how is that possible? Or Google Maps in, in San Francisco <laughs> never works. I know. Like, like, what the heck? I mean, you, you would think like Google was based in, you know, Iceland or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's not. It's right here. It doesn't work. Okay. So Minnesota, I'm still waiting on... I'm not totally sold on Cousins. This was this was a much harder test. He put up similarly great numbers against the Vic or who do they play? The Eagles and the Giants that have horrible secondaries. This was more of a test. He passed it. He made. I mean, I just the the, the having Adam Thielen who does have a little hamstring thing now. Stephon Diggs and Dalvin Cook like. There's no trifecta on it unless I'm, I'm forgetting someone, but I don't think so on any team that rivals that so that alone um they have issues at cornerback so i mean you know maybe they they make a trade um as the, i had courtney cronin who covers them and she was kind of talking about there's like extra fire on that defense because she thinks this is their last year together mm. and there's a lot of you know some aging vets mixed with young guys and that those the vets are like you know, feel sort of like it's do or die. So, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't think anyone, even Green Bay, as good as they look today, and, I mean, they have a better defense than we've seen in recent years. I mean, and obviously San Francisco has some issues on offense under center. I will now officially admit. I know you didn't ask about San Francisco, but, you know. I'm just thinking, when you, will you ask about a contender for, you're going to do the, your long-winded thing. I'm not, I'm not on, like, first take where I need <laughs> I'm to I'm just going to see. I'm not on TV you. right now. I don't need to, like, give my answer in 10 seconds. That's do fine. I? I wasn't judging you. Oh, you were. You I was were totally not. judging me. Um, I was thinking of, I was, I was, I was waiting for you to finish, and I think you were making good points, but I just was going to add something because there was yeah, something that please. you said that struck me oh, as good. very true to life. Is something you have convinced me that the Vikings are the team to fly under the radar and maybe surprise in the postseason. Because when you talk about the oh, team with some young guys combined with some aging vets, vets with some fire, you know, maybe they have some sort of theme song that's based on an aquatic animal, uh, you know, clapping Aww. their hands. Everyone gets excited. I thought excited. this going to be a corny jokey No, I'm talking about our team. Baby shark doo doo Oh, my God. You just turned that into an R&B song. That was so weird. <laughs> do you want me to rap it? No. Just do it normal. Baby to the 
Well, that was no, normal. That's fine. My, that's bo- fine. my throat. The point throat. is, we are. Th- this yeah. household has been transfixed yeah. by the Washington Nationals <laughs> run. So you know, me, the Bears fan, you, the Forty ers fan. We have no love for any Washington team <laughs> except the Nationals, yeah, uh, and, it's and we have been riding that wave. <sighs> so maybe the Vikings will be the Nationals of, uh, yeah. of the NFL. So um, that's where I was. Is going with Kirk that. Cousins like? Oh yeah, Patrick yeah, Corbin, the, or is he a pitcher, or is he like uh, he? Well, he's not because he's not that old. I mean, it may be in quarterback years. He's like average to. Is he like Howie Kendrick? It's kind of like a Trey Turner kind of. It's kind of slight. I don't know. <laughs> That's the best I could do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's right. not that good. I mean, Trey, Trey Turner's fine, but. Trey Turner's good. Trey Turner yeah. should be a gold glove. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway, go Nats. It's been a great ride. I'm scared as shit about the Astros, but, you know, go Nationals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're still talking about football. The Colts. The Colts, I think, are incredibly well coached. And I apparently Andrew Luck was at the facility this past week. Oh, really? Just like okay. hanging out, talking to Jacoby Brissett. That's cool. Which That's is actually super really cool. cool. And I, I feel like the way that was such a seamless transition, the baton, but I mean, it was such so shocking and weirdly timed, but it seems like he did. You, you know, when like people quit a job and they're just like, here you go. I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. Um, or they're like, oh, I'm going to like help my successor with every little thing and right. make sure everything, like it feels like luck was that guy. That's no, like that's that. a nice, that's a, that's an honorable man. Yeah. You and then just I'm, be bored realizing <laughs> what he's supposed to do with his life now. Oh, am I go design some buildings or something. I know. You know go use that architect Doctorate degree. Now. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I know. What is he going to do? Where, like, I wonder what he's doing. It's going to be an architect, Tra- Well, maybe right? travel, no? just heal. Yeah, he can be an architect. I think he said he was going to travel a lot, but obviously he's just traveling within Indy right now. So, <laughs> Nothing like Indy in the fall. Indianapolis in the fall. <laughs> go to uh, St. Elmo's Steakhouse every night. Um, no, there. Jacoby Brissett has been a gem. Like he's, you know, he's not an MVP candidate, but he's he's in great. The running game has been. Yeah. Solid. Now that's a team with an offensive line. That's right. And they're just, yeah. I mean, they're they're kind of top to bottom, like not perfect, but they they have enough parts, and they're just really well coached. Yeah. Frank Reich is just really good. He's just he is. Like, he's awesome. He's, it's funny because that could be like I always think about how that could be Josh McDaniels, but like I hadn't had that thought in a long time because I'm not, you know, it's Frank's team and he's made his mark on it and just just I kind of feel like that the luck stuff maybe lit a fire under them because that's like yeah I mean you could handle that either way right like our guy like our captain our leader our clear leader is gone like holy shit what do we do or like everyone else stepping up and assuming that leadership role and just kind of yeah. like fighting together to like prove their relevance without him. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was talking about before, like the dynamic that what makes a good football team. It's not just like, you know, the stats and it's not a fantasy football team. So yeah. The Colts, whatever they, they seem to have harnessed whatever that 
that magic that you need. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that was the 49ers in the losing years, like right. before. And I would go there and I'd be like, you know, I do like my annual Joe Staley interview. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk to him. He's going to be so miserable. And like, basically announce that he's retiring right now on this podcast. And you feel like, this is great. Like, I just believe in the system so much. And I love, you know, I love my coaches personally. And, you know, I, I just feel like you feel the building. You feel the, the opportunity. You feel the playbook. Like, if you like your coordinator head coach's playbook and you it's like interesting to you it's almost like a textbook right it's like you're studying mathematics are these (laughs) theorems like gonna float my boat are they like too basic or like not really the aspect of math that suits my talent it was yeah. really weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. Um, so, yeah, I, I am uh, excited about the Nats, but also excited about the 6 Niners. And I'm really sorry, Dave, about your bears. <gasps> oh, my God. What? I'm the worst. What happened? I, I, didn't, I didn't introduce most important aspect of this podcast, but I'm going to just do it now as we close, which is your silver lining. Okay. Cody Parkey, the <laughs> kicker <laughs> for the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> don't is this it? kick. Is this what yeah, I have to hang my head on? kick today. Uh, it was, on, yeah. it was, on, and I captured it. It's amazing. It was like the most like viral thing that I maybe have ever had because people were so happy. And it was the, it was, I'm playing sorry. We have our five-year-old there who's like hates that I just watch football. So I'm playing sorry with him. And then I see it on one of the TVs and I'm like, I got to capture this. I'm sorry. Like pause, please don't talk for 15 seconds. And I just like, I, I wound it a call. I was like, did that just happen? And I yeah. saw it coming. I saw him line up and I saw the ball and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's going to hit the <gasps> doink. <laughs> and, so what's going on concurrently is the bears are just getting crushed. So it was just like uh, you and all your fellow brethren were, well, not you because you didn't know about it, but he was, Dave was coaching a baseball game and I'm getting updates on our son's pitching and whatever. And I just send him the video and then I never heard back. So. Yeah, I missed it because I was, but when I did see it, it did give me a certain level of, uh, you know, Freud or whatever. I mean. Um, but I think, you know, I'm not a religious person, as you know, I don't have a lot of faith (laughs) in the Lord. Um, but Cody does and seeing him doink another kick, you know, maybe there is a God and Cody, I mean, is sort of like the sign of the apocalypse or whatever. Cause how could you possibly, I mean, what are the odds? There's some sort of divine intervention going on with Cody Parkey. And I don't know what it means. I mean, you got people going out there and like seeing, you know, uh, you know, maple syrup drip down a drip down a, a window and, and think that it's like, you know, Mary, you know, from <laughs> the major or something. Uh, I, I thought know, that was really a plot line from Riverdale. No, no, no. Oh, my God. Uh, the point is, like, there's something going on here. And I think uh, I think we all just need to take notice and uh, start praying <laughs> at the praying to the, the idol of Cody. Of, Co- of Cody Park. Of course, he also made a forty-five yarder, and the Titans won. But, okay, it could just but be Bears pure fans have. <laughs> Was it his first kick? No, he oh. he had made the forty-five yarder, but uh, yeah. 
Doink. <laughs> Doink. So we're gonna we're gonna dedicate this episode. Thank you for listening, by the way. And this is de- dedicated to all all the doinkers out there. So have a have all a doink. Have a doinky, have a doinky week, Dave. There's got to be some way to, to incorporate this into like the football date night that you were talking about, the, the number two hit result. <laughs> Something about a doink sounds pretty sexy. Okay. <laughs>